0: Welcome back to the show where sometimes we do get our wires crossed, but our swords always are. It is the Crossing Swords Podcast, and we are here with the ass episode, so let's get him in here. We got Gatesy35, he's with somebody's going nuts, and we got intern Vinny. Gentlemen, I said it, it's a fact, it's the ass episode. It's another strong start for these Buffalo Sabres, so let me put our feet to the fire right now with one simple question are we going to the playoffs
1: you know i've already bought my tickets i'm ready to go five games in there's there's no stopping this team
2: yeah i think the uh the party in the plaza needs to get planned uh i'll be honest i'm i don't want to get too excited we've had some hot starts in the past but this one seems a little different than most can't quite put my finger on why yet
0: Seriously, there is team yeah. a vibe that's a little bit different than those 2018-2019 starts where you kind of knew they were getting a little lucky out of their butt, but now they're making things happen. They're getting blowout wins. They haven't needed, you know, needed any overtime. Nothing has been close. They've been getting it done in more ways than one. And speaking of getting it done in more ways than one, let's bring on our guest now. He is a man whose hockey knowledge knows no lengths. Truthfully, let's get him in here. It's Greg Thompson of cover one. Greg knows hockey. Greg, welcome to the show.
3: <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's it's surreal to be on a, a hockey show right now. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, hey, it's a kudos to your uh, to your obviously dedication to the sport. And let's start right a couple games ago uh, with where you were. Let's see. I mean, well, first off, let me say, Greg, how did you? Uh, how have you adapted to Sabres fan? How are? What are your thoughts on Sabres Twitter? Give some overarching thoughts before we get into this great juicy start.
3: <clears throat> so I'll say it's a uh, it's different. Than Bill's Twitter. There's definitely more, you know, football is a broader, you know, fan base. So you have a lot bigger range. In general, like hockey fans, especially the ones who interact, are way more consistently knowledgeable on what's going on so um obviously i lean into it and i you know i i maybe know a little bit more than i let on 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 twitter but like most of it's pretty genuine like i'm asking real questions like when i'm asking like oh what does it mean when they're saying at the point like I, I didn't know what that meant like I hear them say at the slot and I like like people give me references I'm like oh, okay that makes sense I see like almost like the paint or the top of the key in, in basketball and things like that. Um, so a lot of times people are super helpful and really nice and that's fun to interact with because not everybody on Twitter is always nice.
0: Seriously, there are no rules on the internet. Gatesy and Vinny, what do you guys think? I mean, we've never really talked about this, but getting into the overarching there, we're going to be in it for the next six months. What? How, how would you contrast Sabres and Bill's Twitter? I thought Greg gave a pretty good uh, take right there.
1: Yeah, he really hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm more involved in Sabres Twitter, obviously, than Bill's Twitter. I mean, it's really nice right now to be on both. Both teams are winning, having fun. I know at least I, I can never say that in my lifetime that we got both teams doing well and on track to have really good seasons and it's just i I just love it it's i'm having fun right now
2: yeah the two spaces are certainly unique and i think we run into a bit of a problem especially this time of year um and we're on the good side of it now it's the more fun side but um in seasons in the past like the past say four to five years the nfl is a season that requires much more immediate gratification. If you do lose a game, that has much bigger implications than a hockey, losing a hockey game. If you lose a hockey game, you could win 81 other ones and be the best team in the history of the NHL. But if you lose week one in the NFL, oh, you, that doesn't actually look all that good because now that is a tiebreaker that really might come into effect later. Now, with that said, I think a lot of people that are sort of used to the pace of an NFL season, jump on Saber's Twitter and might sort of have the immediate reaction of oh geez like this team is hot like they're going to be legit or this team is not doing very well they're going to be terrible all year long and I think a couple people might be guilty of that myself included but I think that's the biggest difference is early in the year people are much quicker to immediately dismiss or immediately sort of hype up the success of one team or another when in reality you you gotta realize that this is a long, arduous process. And the results of this first two weeks of games doesn't really mean a whole lot.
0: Yeah, we're basically, the, the Sabres are the NFL equivalent of having won their home opener. They're they're because they're basically one through the NHL schedule, not even just under. But yeah, they're four and one. And let's talk about it. Obviously, eight points out of the gate here. An incredible run here on this West Coast trip. So I wanna kinda put everyone's feet to the fire here. Will the Sabres get eight points in any other five-game stretch this season? Uh, it's obviously a difficult task. You're talking about going 4-1 and one or 3 oh and 2 at least. Um, and, you know, looking at their schedule, guys, uh, obviously, you know, there's no such thing as an easy schedule uh, in the NHL. But with that said, when I started looking at it and looking for the opportunity for this, they're, uh, they're, that next five-game stretch might be coming up soon.
1: Yeah, and it's like, I don't know if we can say it another time this year that this year are going to get those four wins all in regulation as well. You kind of talked about earlier, Maniac, how previous years this team would slip through with a couple overtime wins here and there to kind of build up a winning streak. This year they've been dominant. They're currently second in the league in uh, the goal differential. Could take it over tonight with a win. And, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about.
2: Yeah, I, look, I, I think this is... This might be a, a situation where we're looking at a very small sample size. And I don't want to com- be a complete pessimist here. I, I really don't.
0: Oh, um, no. Then don't think, do
2: it. Don't do it. I, I think it's going to be really tough to do this. I mean, I think this is a team that has jumped out to hot starts in the past. And it's a team that has floundered late in the season in the past. Now, with that said, we forget that this exact, I shouldn't say exact same, but mostly identical coaching staff and very very similar roster had a pretty solid end to the year last year so i think they just need to put that variable and this hot start variable together through sort of the dead of winter um i don't think it's completely out of the question but things always happen that seem to make that more difficult than most i would like to know how many teams did this last year like more than once like. I'm sure the Lightning probably did, like maybe the Penguins did at one point, and I would be willing to bet my house that the Avalanche did it at some point, maybe three times. I I just got a little bit carried away. I started looking at the
0: Avalanche. Not at the top of the division did that. I I got a little carried away. I started looking at the Avalanche. Uh, they, They won five games in a row. They won four games in a row at least six times last year seven times last year it looks like so yeah i mean obviously not a fair comparison but uh yeah it can be done if you get hot um but greg we're talking about the hype we're talking about getting a little bit overwhelmed cool us down here uh you know is this is this are these workmanlike like wins i mean they're all by two or more goals i mean so clearly they're not just skeeting by in overtime and one goal wins
3: so you know obviously part of my learning experience has been leaning into some of the the analytics pieces of it Some looking like hey what's more than luck what is the the different ratios of you know are we out shooting the other team are we different so obviously i at least i can see enough that like hey it's not absurdly lucky but obviously some things that are going our way uh that, that seem to be pr- pretty favorable and the biggest one i think everybody's excited about the talent and the young depth coming in and and the different pieces there but i certainly was curious like hey is a 41 year old guy and a career backup, are they going to be able to carry the weight of this team? And so far we have like Dominic Kashuk and Ryan Miller. It's awesome. Um, So if they can just kind of keep that rolling and just keep playing like that, this would be great. Um, I have a feeling that the numbers say that may not continue. So uh, we'll see where that goes, but obviously right now they're, they're doing a great job. And if you have, you know, more talent in front of them, better defense in front of them more aggressive play in front of them it's easier to be a goalie so hopefully that can continue maybe not quite as awesome but in that direction greg you been to any shows that uh keep <clears throat> oh no oh, oh. <laughs> <That's a fun laughs> territory right now <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i'm pretty sure he was going to, i i even prepared uh coming in beforehand i'll, I'll fill in i didn't get the answer on the the eight points in five games. I even played around with the schedule to look. And every time it was like, Okay, when do they play, you know, Arizona? When do they play like Anaheim? Where do they play some of the teams that are really struggling? Every single time it's like one of those, but then also Vegas or also Dallas or also Boston and yeah. Everland or back to back against Pittsburgh. I was like, Oh, that doesn't look like four in a row. <laughs> so every time they got close it was something else sketchy going on to be able to to pack it together, but it's back, very bet.
0: possible this this next five game stretch is probably the easiest in the in the yeah. entire remaining schedule. You do have Seattle again. You're at the end of a, ro- a West Coast road trip. That's not easy, but you're coming home to Montreal, Chicago, Detroit. You have to think with the strong start, the Sabres will be at least money line, you know, a little bit favorite there. And then obviously you're facing off against Pittsburgh. Never an easy matchup, but you'll be at home. So uh, what what do you, you got a thought, Vinny?
2: Yeah, I feel like the Sabres always play well against Pittsburgh. They do that play sounds- well, except for Crosby. Well, fair. I mean, but I think in general, like even even if Seattle doesn't happen, I think that five game stretch before Carolina is, is realistic too. So we don't have to give up hope if from 10 a.m. to 1230
0: a.m. tonight into tomorrow doesn't go the way we'd like. Hey, speaking of things going the way you like, how about uh, uh, things going the way you like for this special fan uh, who was brought into the locker room the other night, Greg?
3: so obviously with a tweet like that um i got a lot of mixed but like most people picked up on the fact that i was i was kidding that even i know who ryan miller is and that even even i'm aware of it but I, I thought it was funny to, to tweet it out that it was really cool. They let this fan come in and meet some <laughs> professional athletes. Um,
0: <laughs> and not for nothing. I mean, you look at some of these other guys. I mean, obviously, Tuck was the most genuine reaction you've ever seen. But you got set You yeah. know, you got some of these guys, Paterka, who are just like, do they even know who Ryan Miller is? <laughs> like, he literally, they could literally think that he is just a fan. I mean, I thought it was be... <laughs>
3: Well, and some hockey guys, like, it's hard to know because it's not like the, you know, basketball players always stick out. You know, a lot of football players are, like, big, hulking guys. Yeah. Like, you know, plenty of hockey you know, players look like a professional athlete, and you know. But, like, some guys, it, it's hard to tell. Like, you wouldn't immediately say, like, oh, that's definitely a guy who is a professional athlete. So, especially once you get out of your career, like, you know, a lot of guys thin down and, and are, are much more fit <laughs> in that
1: point. Plus, after Game Two, there's a lot of guys in that locker room in suits, and I know so many of those guys on that team don't know the history of some Buffalo players, and or even expecting Ryan Miller to be there in the first place. Like, if I'm walking into a random game on the West Coast, Ryan Miller might not be the first guy I think of when uh, you win a big game like that.
2: And I think anyway. nobody on this roster has played with him at any point. Yeah couple guys have maybe played against him at, at different points throughout their careers. But Craig – like Eric Comrie saw him and smiled and was like, oh, hey, like Ryan Miller, a guy that he probably sort of watched film of and taped yeah. and all that stuff. Looked up to. Craig Anderson played against Ryan Miller for many, many years. So he was obviously pretty excited to see him. You could see that. O'Poso had a pretty solid reaction.
3: Um Gergenson's Quick, looked- only half-joking is – is Miller older than Craig Anderson? Uh, that's a great question. Like, I think he like, is
2: baby by like a year. Or I three. was
3: just gonna say, like, I, it might not be by that much.
2: Probably not. But I think like Gergensen seemed like he was so dog tired. He just walked in. He was like, yeah, like fist bump, whoever. I don't care who it is. I'm gonna give him a fist bump, and I'm gonna keep on walking. It didn't okay. seem like it might, know, be, like,
3: months older. A, a he might be months. I and mean, He might be months
2: older than him
0: legitimately one year uh speaking of which uh yeah speaking of speaking of old age i'm about to toss my pc in a dumpster but uh we'll save that dumpster fire for another day but yes obviously the greg knows hockey brand makes me laugh uh non so if you're not following greg for the amazing bills takes cover one analysis make sure you're doing it for the greg knows hockey brand speaking of which uh getting into these five games so far uh greg why don't you kick us off uh you've been looking at the tape you've been studying you've been looking up what's your biggest surprise and let down even though the four and one starts so far for these sabers
3: yeah so this is definitely the hardest one for me because um i'm a surprise is obviously you know i think rasmus delin is is awesome everybody likes him. i don't know that anybody expected him to like set an nhl record to start a season uh as a defensive that's pretty freaking awesome to you know to literally score in every single game is is amazing um the, the letdown is really hard for me because that would involve me having expectations for someone and like actually having a bar of, of something. So the only one I can throw out is as I was getting myself ready. Um, It's, you know, beyond things like Delian where it's easy to see who scores. I don't know what good defense looks like per se. So Owen power looks smooth to me and like moves very comfortably and confidently, but you know, I guess there's not a – I don't know what flash plays are in hockey. You know, that I'm seeing, like, things that are obvious flashes of, oh, my God, that's a number one pick. I, I don't know those things. And the same thing in the preseason and, like, reading some of the things. You know, Peyton Krebs was kind of really, like, had a lot of flashes and he hasn't scored much or done much in some of the things. So, I guess I would throw them out there, but they're really young. So, it's kind of hard to see when, when you're, you know – winning four out of five and scoring a ton of goals is probably not a ton of letdowns. Very
1: fair. What about you, gents? Gatesy, Vinny. Yeah. I'd say my biggest surprise so far is, I, I mean, we all knew Paterka would, would kind of make an impact, but he's really, I think controlled the ice when he's been out there getting a lot of points, being physical, moving his feet. And he was someone, you know, fans were hoping to make, make the roster on opening night. And now he's kind of really solidified his spot in the lineup while guy like Jack Quinn's been in in and out of it um and I kind of agree with uh what Greg was saying in terms of you know where this team's at with uh maybe a letdown and not so much Owen Power but I think fans had a really high expectation of what they expect from like runaway Calder but I think he's exactly where he needs to be it's just fans expectations of him going into the year might have been a little too high
2: yeah I'll tell you right now I I uh I was drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit and drafted power on my Sabres fantasy team before Darlene. And that is absolutely a regrettable decision right now. Uh, with that said, the biggest surprise... Yeah, Gacy, you got to be running away with that thing by now. No, it's, Unbelievable. it's been nice. My first round pick, though, was a little letdown. But... Um, with that said... I think the yeah. What a graph! That's a very well designed graphic.
0: Unbelievable by Gates. There, just gotta throw some credit there. But uh, yeah, I mean, Vinny, your draft. I mean, is looking just a little rough right now. Look at those first three picks. But yeah, we'll get into that more on the pregame show. We got we got Greg here. His time's valuable. He's charging us thirty eight dollars Canadian a minute. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah.
2: So my <laughs> so the surprise this year uh, again small sample size. Cold start, hot last couple games. Casey Middlestat, five points in five games, yeah. actually kind of turning things around a little bit. Looks more comfortable on the ice. Right, you mentioned that, like sort of looking at Owen Power, he looks smooth, he looks solid. Casey Middlestat looks that way. You know, he he looks he looks comfortable over the past two three games, and it's showing on the score sheet. But again, small sample size, so that doesn't necessarily mean much. Uh, also, shout out to Vinny Hindostroza, four points, three games. Got to keep him in the lineup. Not only saying that, because he is the only other point-scoring player on my Sabres fantasy team, aside from Paterka. <laughs> and, and he was whole
0: post the other day, didn't he? Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it always no, comes I, back to fantasy. I do not agree more with Casey Middleseat. Uh, I think you're seeing the speed. I think it was Matt Beauvais who had a great tweet the other day. He just goes, Casey Middlestat looks like he's playing in Orchard Park against Canada. I mean, when he was in those uh, World Juniors, I mean, the hype was just unbelievable about Middlestat. So excited to see that. The only letdown, listen, everything's going so great with the Sabres. So you know what I'm going to say? It's the fact that the gold gold circle sponsorship banners are still up at the arena. We got to take those down. Those are, those are a joke. If any fan of another fan base saw that we had those, it would be mocking instantly. You cannot have your banners, sponsors on your banners uh, at the arena. I know it was done in tough times, but we got to move on. We got to move on. Um, speaking of which, moving on. Real quick, while well, we got you, Greg you been to KeyBank Center recently? I was trying to get this for, uh, before. <laughs>
3: uh, so it's been a while since I've been to a musical performance uh, or anything. I, I've been to a, a Saber's Game or two between then and now. But the last concert I attended in KeyBank Center involved like Puff Daddy and Mary J. Blige. Um, so uh, seeing... <laughs> Uh, a Sabres game with them would i think be quite a spectacle of an event so sure sure uh we would go um but ultimately um you you guys are the the celebrities of my hockey world so I, i'd love to go to the game with you guys
0: i would definitely see puff daddy being like dolly needs to work on his branding or something <laughs> like that' or something. okay but uh but, but 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 uh cristiano gatesy what about you guys any uh, any performers you like I, I, here's my pick Bieber. Let's go to a, a Sabres Maple Leafs game. We've had their number recently. Let's absolutely dominate.
2: Um, so does it have to be Key Bank Center or can it be somebody that played in first Niagara Center or yeah. well, the
0: property the
2: property On the property. All right. Uh, Gacy, I got to stall a little bit because I needed to get that clarification. So you go ahead and interject here while I verify mine.
1: You know, that's very understandable. I've only seen two concerts at the Key Bank Center property. And I think the one the one guy's just going to bring a lot of energy, really boost morale, and that, that's Garth Brooks. He's going to keep the energy high. There might be some lulls in the game where the Saber seems left me down, but he's got friends in low places, and the Saber seems not getting any lower.
2: That was that's a very very good choice. He is a, a performance and a half. Yeah. I mean, he puts on a good show. Uh, so I don't know. I so this is. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm a bit torn. I'm actually going to go way outside the loop here. I think it'd be hilarious uh, to watch a game. I saw a concert a couple of years ago. It was right before COVID. Uh, it was Shaq West and Travis Scott. And I think I would absolutely die laughing if I was sitting next to Shaq West in a box watching the Sabres play. So I'm going to, I'm going to take him just because I think it would be, like nobody else would ever have that experience in the history of ever. And I would be the only person able to say, I got a chance to
0: experience that hilarious event. was calling GMK's phone. Uh, I'm I switching my pick at the last second. I'm going with Rihanna to a Sabres mm-hmm. game. And it's God. not because of this great tweet by John Vogel seven years ago the Sabres <laughs> arena smells like a mix of, of a brewery and a can. It was, a, I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, you see that tweet in 2016, tell me, go, go around to a business now in 2022 and tell me that's not half of them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's see, we were just looking. So Rihanna was looking into the future and speaking of looking into the future, as we wind down here on episode three, the ass episode of crossing swords podcast, huge shout out to G R E G T O M P S E double T for coming on. With that said one key for Sabres between now and January 1st, basically a 66-day period. Uh, Order 66, no, we will be keeping all the Jedi alive. With that said, what is the key for the Sabres between now and January 1st? Let's start out with Gatesy.
1: I think that the biggest thing for this team, the reason they've been so hot so far, is their hot goaltending. We know it's not going to stay the entire season, but if they can keep it at a consistent level, keep the guys in, keep them healthy. You know, I talked about it last night. It's just... You know, that, that's a big backbone to this team. And when you're down early in games, because you can't get a save, that you're not giving yourself a good chance to win night in and night out.
0: Yeah, I think... Wow, that was the most emotional I've ever heard in Vinny, and it was just an, <laughs> an acknowledgement of Gatesy. This oh. is the kind of shit you're getting on Crossing Swords.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think it really, it. I hate to just piggyback, but Gatesy, look, Gates, if I am going to ride anybody to success, Gatesy, his coattails are very, very prime for success. I mean, look at that graphic earlier. That was fantastic. And the point he just made, same thing. Look, goaltending really has to be the key. I mean, it's very similar to, um, like, it's similar to quarterback playing in the NFL. Like, they are the backbone of your, your roster. I mean, there's a reason that you rely on them for so much goalies touch the puck in a game more than anybody else does. Um, You know, so you, that really is what it boils down to. If we're playing, you know, Malcolm Subban and Dustin Tokarski in January for the entire month. Again, I just don't know if we're going to be able to get eight points in five games. I I'll be lucky if we get five points in 18 games. So I just, that's what concerns me is, being able to see our starting goalies start games consistently. With that said, I think we'd need to to add, a, I guess, a unique point, if I may, just so I'm not coattailing Gatesy completely. Our scorers need to keep scoring.
3: Jeff Skinner needs to score a goal. All right, John
0: game. Madden. <laughs>
3: I think we need to score more goals than the other team. Yeah. But I get what you're saying, balance. Yeah. Like,
0: you know, Tuck and, uh, you know, you've seen them Tuck carrying it so far. You're going to need right. Thompson. You're going to need the uh, Skinners over yeah. these next, you know, six We weeks. can't
2: afford long droughts from these. They, they can't go 10 games without getting a point. We can't afford that. You know, as much as you want to say depth score, yeah, you need depth scoring, and it's fine if we go a game where Gergensens is the only person that records two points and Henestrosa has the other one, and you know, Labushkin gets his first goal of the year and we went two nothing. Fine by me, but that just can't happen over and over again because it's not going to happen. Our number, our first line needs to get points consistently and we can't afford a big drop from them.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, the guys obviously made fantastic points and I, I I would have leaned into the the goaltending piece of it, but I'll add the, the depth that, you know, so talking about that piece of it, Whenever guys would go out before and you were bringing guys up or having people play that normally didn't get a lot of minutes, it was like fringe, you know, NHL talent. It was fringe guys who wouldn't have made many other rosters. Now, that depth are guys that are not only NHL caliber, but are maybe future pillars and future major players on the team. So now you're in a position where you can get more production from those other areas it's not a death blow if you have a guy that needs to go out you know obviously you know losing samuelson now being in a position where hey look we can bring in a guy who was hiding in russia for a couple years um and be able to be in a position where there's actual you know production and and guys who can contribute and, and be able to do that so i think the depth is more exciting and the depth is youth and the future of the team which is fun to see
0: and my key for the Sabres team now in Jan 1, we already took a look at it. Schedule is tough. The NHL schedule is an absolute grind. There's likely going to be a point where this Sabres team drops three, maybe four games in a row, just like they won uh, three, a four out of five right here. So with that said, my key for them is just remember, you're the new fucking Sabres. You're not the Reinhardt, Eichel Sabres of the last three, but it was the wrist and Sabres. When the going gets tough, oh, we're going to bury our heads and yell at Mike Harrington in the post game. We're going to get out there. We're going to change shit, and we're going to get the Sabres on the warpath. Huge shout-out to our guy, Greg Thompson, for coming on from Cover 1 and Greg Knows Hockey. Make sure you're following him. G R E G T O M P S E W T. Make sure you are following V-Cristiano3, intern Vinny, and, of course, t 35 You don't get those luscious locks anywhere else, especially with House of the Dragon no longer doing new episodes. Make sure you're following him because we are bringing the firepower again. Huge shout-out to the Heat from our guests, and I Hate My PC. Again, folks, make sure you're following on YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, Twitch, everywhere where you can get them, because this is the show where, yes, sometimes the wires do get crossed, but the swords always are. Let's go Sabres.